Hello and welcome to another episode of the VR Download, a weekly show recorded live from the Upload Virtual Studios, where we bring you the latest news, reviews, comments, and interviews from the VR industry. My name is Kyle, Operations Manager at Upload, and let's see who we have on the rest of today's panel. Over here to my left. What's up, you cool cats and kittens? This is uh, Harry Baskin, <laughs> no joking, Harry Baker. And over here we have... <laughs> In Hamilton, Managing Editor. That was a good name. Thank That's you. good. That's good. Thank I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of that last night when I was trying to get to sleep. Uh, so I was like, no, I gotta go to sleep. And then sitting there in bed and I was like, what, 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 what can I do? Got to think of a different cool cats and kids. Go. I like that. Maybe I'll incorporate that yeah. into my opening. So hello, everybody. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into today's news. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. Yeah, it's Let's a big do one. The news. Excellent. Okay. So, first up on this week's news is Oculus Link now works with almost, almost any USB cable, including the one in the box, the charging cable. Uh, Ian, <laughs> as you find your way back to your seat, um, what is going on here? How come all of the sudden. Yeah, uh, it got USB 2 support somehow. No one expected it to happen. Amazing. And that's incredible. I've got this cord that was glitchy, uh, super glitchy previously, earlier in the beta. And I just plugged it in right before coming in here. I put on the uh, beta test mode on Oculus software. And now I have a full 5-meter Oculus Link cable. And oh, wow. Look at you can got. walk... Walk around my whole room now with this cable because I've I've got the other cable, the official Oculus Link cable in the other room, and then I had this other cable that was just it was sent to us as a sample and it was really buggy and I'm like I wrote in the review or wrote wrote in a write up that yeah it, it works if you connect it to the right port, have the right situation going, and just magic turned it on and now I've got this uh, additional five five meter cable. Very it's pretty crazy. Wait, wait a minute though. Hold on, and I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here. <laughs> this is this is nuts. Um, I go and buy a Quest that comes with a cable that looks like it would work for Link, but we're told no. We have to buy a different cable, and so many of us buy a different cable. This is what I was thinking last night. And yes. then Oculus says, "Oh, after this system update, you can just Hold use up. the one we gave you for free." Yeah. Um, well, so well, has, there's the there's the yes, correct. But there's the 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 other side to that is that now um, with the USB three cable, you are going to get uh, an increase in the quality. So it's not like you are. Yes, I think there is something to be said for that because you know, if I was a consumer who had been told that I needed to buy a specific cord, let alone mm -hmm. the official one, right? Which and often, even if you're not buying the specific one, they're very hard to kind of get the right one. You can just, there was a lot of trial and error going on. So, I mean, yeah, if you'd been told to buy something and then you did, I mean, yes, you're still getting a better experience if you have the better USB 3 cords, but uh, it's pretty, pretty, yeah. I mean, it's crazy <laughs> that they made the one in the box work. There's no way around it. Like, I don't think anyone, um, no one expected that just to kind of just drop out of nowhere. So, it's great. Yeah, I've got a friend who's in that exact. Yeah. Oh, where he went through like three or four different cords trying to get the one that works yeah. and finally found the, he was on his last straw ready to return the quest. That's how frustrating it was. And uh, 
I I sent him the link this morning to show him that, okay, well, you remember all that grief you went through? You went to a Best Buy and waited three hours at your bank for money and, yeah. and you did all these things to try to get it to work and get the right piece of equipment. And well, look, I had, and he's, he's, I had something so, yeah, I had something very similar. I had a friend in Sydney and um, his dad was gifted a Quest uh, just out of kind of nowhere just to kind of play around with. And I was saying to him, because he has a VR-ready PC, I was like, well, now you can play Alex. He's been wanting to play Alex. And I was like, but, you know, and at the moment, cords are just all out of stock because, you know, the state of the world. And I was like, I've got some spare link stuff that I don't use. I'll just ship it to you directly. This is like two weeks ago. And he hadn't even had a chance to use it yet, but he got the cord. And then like last night I messaged him, I was like, well, that cord I sent you is not defunct because you'll get a better experience, but you basically don't need it now, which is just two weeks ago. I was talking to him like, yeah, you need to make sure you get the right cord. If you don't have the right cord, it won't work very well. It was, and yeah, and lo and behold, here we are. It's also crazy. Every Quest retroactively now just supports Link out of the box if you have a VR-ready PC. It's fantastic. Yeah, Heaney had a tutorial out there where he's like, it should, they should ship a Oculus Link, you know, they should ship a USB 3 with every Quest. And sure enough, they, they did. They just didn't do it the way we expected them. Uh, it's, it's now they're some, all Oculus uh, Link compatible. Sh- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Some shout out in the comments. We've got uh, D1360 VR saying Link USB 2.0 gang. Welcome, welcome to the gang. Join in. I'm still using USB 3.0 today. And Gerald said, I really hope we get a 90 hertz mode uh, for USB 3 users. That would be great, but isn't the problem with that uh, a compliance thing F- that they can't? FCC certification. They would have to recertify it with the FCC, I believe, yeah. in order to get it yeah. to go up to the frame rate. And I, I want to say there was something also about the lcd needs or the the display needs i think it's an oled right uh it needs yeah. to warm up or something like it, it doesn't quite get up to 90 immediately or something like that i, I could be wrong i guess it's not a problem Heaney's telling me so i'm i'm misremembering so, yeah. yeah so it's the it's the fcc thing i think that was the biggest barrier there um i think i might spoke about that and said it was you know, would be do, quite do we do we we don't have an fcc compliance expert on the team and i don't believe we'll <laughs> <I'll> hire <laughs> one just for this but if somebody knows what would it take for the fcc to uh recertify i mean it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal but maybe i'm, I'm missing sure, something i'm pretty sure Kodak, when he made the he was talking about it said it was quite a uh frustrating deal I remember, I can't remember exactly his words, but he basically made out like it would be quite a process and not quite as easy as you think it would be. Hmm. So there you go. Hmm. But maybe it's like, still like can... something like they should do, though, right? You know what? Like, you should, you should, you should write in to the FCC and go, Mr. FCC, yes. how are you today? Or Mrs. Uh, are you, are yeah. you uh, or Mrs. True, are you aware of the uh, Oculus Quest? <laughs> I would like it to run at 90 hertz. Thank you, Kyle. Yes, I'm sure I, it's note. worked before. It's that you know. simple. I'm sure it's yeah. that simple. Are we gonna yeah. Are we gonna yeah. start a letter writing campaign right now? I think it's the, the FCC. I'll Good. tell you what. Correct. If we were gonna do a letter writing campaign, I think there's more important things to worry about. But uh, what else do we have in the comments? Anything good? Uh, so D thirteen sixty VR said only advantage is charge while playing, but an active cable can do that. That's something I hadn't actually considered. That uh, you'll probably be able to maintain you know when i use the official cable which is obviously mm-hmm. 3.0 i can basically not lose charge i've got it in the right port i imagine uh i'm not sure you said yeah active cable might be able to do that with 2.0 but i imagine yeah you're going to run into more stuff like that where uh you know obviously charge yeah. might be more of an issue over usb 
Well, I mean, it's obviously a good thing for the industry to have that be part of the package to be able to plug in and get some semblance yeah. of PC VR, even if and, it's lower resolution or lower bit rate or whatever. I mean, well, yeah. But the thing, the thing is, is crazy is that it's the same resolution that you're using on if you if you're on the standard Oculus channel now and you're using USB 3.0, which I am because I haven't upgraded. It's the same um, resolution. It's it's the same basically quality as the existing offering, and then the existing offering is going up. USB 3.0 is getting better, and I just think that's kind of that's almost crazy. I remember last night when Heaney messaged everyone, he was like, "It's working on 2.0." I expected to be like, you know, with a big kind of asterisk of like at the cost of performance resolution or something. But no, they've mm-hmm. kind of shifted everything up. It's pretty nuts. There's there's a lot of situations um, where you can run the USB cord into another room with your PC in a separate room just because of this. Because yeah. it's sort of if we we had that optical uh that optical connection cable that was like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and yeah. you could theoretically yeah. run an, like a link ages. to a neighbor's house if you wanted. Yeah. Um. Well, but like because USB two. I mean, I could put the <laughs> PC in one room and. Really set yeah, up a giant guardian, multi-room guardian, maybe. I even had because I've actually basically my room, which I mean now is not that big, so it's not it works for this, but to play anything bigger, it doesn't work really for Link. So what I've been doing is I had uh, some USB 3.0 active extenders, and I've got that mm. two of those and the official cord. Um, so they're five meters each, all of them. So it's almost fifteen meters when you add them all up. I don't actually need fifteen meters because ten meters pretty much gets me to the living room, which is great. Um, but also when you plug in both extenders, for some reason, uh, the software didn't like it. It was just, we'd say there was no USB 3.0 connection. I'm presuming now I've got basically 15 meters worth of link cable, which is crazy. I could go running around the whole house in link. Insert the GIF of so, so much room go. for activities. Yeah. Yeah. Gerald pointed out that uh, he was saying in regards to the FCC, wonder how long the process takes because if they started at OC6, maybe it's been enough time. So that's true. If they've been doing this, you know, this has been on their minds behind the scenes. They've been doing it for a couple of months now. Here's my big question for this is that at one point somebody said, okay, we've got this quest and we've, I'm sure Carmack was involved in this conversation. We've got a quest and here's the charging cable, which is absurdly long. Thank you for that. Uh, did somebody think, was it even on their radar to have that be the link cable down the road? Is this something mm. that they could have said to it, us? It, I don't know. I it's don't know. so hard. I have so many questions. I, well, no, I think that I, I think you kind of explained it, right? Because they they can't they can't prove that they're going to be able to deliver like some kind of breakthrough, right? That's it's six months down the line. They've got to figure out some serious wizardry with the compression. They can't really come out and say, "Hey, you might want to wait." Like they've got to they've got to wait for that breakthrough to kind of tell you. It really give mm. you a heads up. Wesley asked how much of an increase in latency there'll be between USB 2.0 versus 3.0. Now, it's my understanding, and I haven't tested it, but my understanding that the latency is the same as you would get now on 3.0 if you're on the test channel. Around 2 milliseconds. There you go. Oh, you just 2, milliseconds. two milliseconds. Yeah. So it's, That's not so much. A, not much. So, I mean, I guess it's something no. that might make a difference, but yeah, hey. There's something, yeah, there's something to be said for we've in... Oh, We've added a technological capability. It's going to be rough at the beginning. 
and then we'll slowly improve it. I mean, that's how that's this what happened with Link that's, anyway. That's, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. how this industry works. Is that they're like, oh, here is a new form of technology to incorporate into this ecosystem. It still needs to be refined, and as it gets refined, they add other stuff, and it needs to be sure. refined. So that's just the pattern. That's the trend. We're used to that now. I think that I, that's yeah. yeah. I do wonder how close they are to ripping that uh, beta label off of it and getting on to the next thing because. I kind of want them to kind of tie this up with a bow, move on, you know, get this perfect and then move on to the wireless. Right. And that's going to be later in our discussion. But that is a dangerous word is perfect Uh, because I have a feeling (laughs) that there's going to be a lot of kinks in the cable pun intended. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, I do want to say hi to those of you who are catching us live for the first time because you didn't have a work thing. Hi, James. How you doing? Uh, thanks for joining and all of the rest of you for joining because uh, we have this awesome way of seeing your comments. So if you do have comments, be sure to put them in here. We do read them and we read some of them out loud. And, ev- ev- so. and everyone joining a big screen too. Thank you for watching yes. us over there in VR. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I spent some time in there cool. today. It was really neat. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yes. You as the audience are very valuable to us. Hey, let's move on to the next piece of news. Mm-hmm. Looks like Unreal Engine 5. I'll tell you what. I saw this video. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, Unreal Engine 5 supports VR. Promises generational leap for graphics. I watched that video, and I was looking from a from a from a dev's eye looking for issues i was looking for problems with shadows and i was looking for problems with uh pixelation or anything in that video uh i guess we're not at the point where we can show the video yet uh, on our big our, our did we name the screen Je- yet jeff screen it's our jeff screen I don't there you go. No one suggested. Just Nobody suggested. give us a name for the screen. I don't want it to be Jeff. Uh, put, your, so, put your name suggestions in the comments. But yeah, Ian, did, you, you obviously saw the video, Ian. What was your uh, take on it? It was incredible. But these demos always seem to overpromise. I, I, you know, I, I want to see it actually in a game. Like, so there's UE five doesn't come out until the middle of next year, and then you've got to wait another period for games to be built with the engine. And it's kind of hard to believe. It's so it's so impressive that it's like, really, how how are designers going to take advantage of this? And is it really going to change their workflows as much as is promised? And these developers always, uh, these engine companies always show sort of the highest of the high end in their demos. And we really want to see it in practice more than, you know, a tech demo. And I know they said it's running on PS5 development hardware and uh it does appear to be a generational shift forward it's just i want to see uh i want to see a shipping game with it before i'm going to really believe it i think fully here here's why i do believe it is number one i can remember when i started with like i don't know unity 2.5 and i remember seeing things for newer versions of unity and going wow this is blowing my mind i can't believe how good this has gotten and then obviously uh unreal went to ue4 and so on i am constantly impressed with the uh updates and upgrades to the engines but it doesn't surprise me so much that i'm skeptical you know i mean i've seen so many jumps from two to three to four to mm-hmm. I, it, I expect this 
as as from my developer's brain, I expect generational jumps like this. So yeah. surprising isn't the right word um, for me. I, I think I'm more just excited that they've continued with their development. Mm. Mm. James is James made the point that not necessarily everything will apply to VR, and then he said uh, Nanite possibly. Um, uh, is it Niagara? I can't remember how you pronounce that one. He said, "Yeah, Niagara. chaos engine physics, Niagara." It's yeah, okay. Chaos engine physics and destruction, yes, and spatial audio, audio rendering, yes. Lumen system, not really. Yeah. So mm. again, and that's the other interesting question is, you know, not only uh, what will apply to VR, but you know, obviously, if it's going to take, if, if as you said, if this isn't coming out till next year, it's going to be wild till we start to see games start to implement it, even you know, on on PS5 and the next generation. When are we going to start to see? It comes through on the VR side. What does that look like? See, I'm watching the video and I see this part where they flip over and they're like, look at all this. And I'm like, ah, it's static. Look, all their, you know, textures broke or something. And they're like, no, these are polygons. And I'm like, what? Look at all those polys. The polys, hmm. they're everywhere. They should have sent a poet. It was beautiful. Oh. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, they specifically <laughs> said it's like it's noise, uh, or it's not look, looks looks like noise, but it's not. And yeah, that was pretty extraordinary. I I want it right. I want it's just yeah. uh, how many years do we have to wait for it to actually be here? I definitely want to play that game. That game looked like fun. I I'm <laughs> demo. You're never playing that game ever. <laughs> That's yeah. never. Yeah, I mean, do we know what this game is? It looks like it was just. It was made just for the demo. It's not. An it's like game. Walmart, but it... celebrity Laura Croft or something. I don't know. It was. Yeah, it looked like <laughs> a true. Horizon Zero Dawn in the desert. Yeah. 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 It's it. It, yeah. it really is. Gate. It was. It was like breathtaking to see this and I, I kept picturing it. i'm trying to think okay what would this look like in vr you know it, mm. it's it, will this look this way or will the limitate are we at a point where the software is limited by the hardware or the hardware is limited by the software well so you know? i think that's an interesting angle when we talk about uh, movie production right that's one of the mm -hmm. big uh markets emerging for unreal in making things like uh i think mandalorian I think oh, that's yeah. all made in Unreal, I believe. Uh, oh, really? Correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, but they're already on to season go. two of The Mandalorian. And uh, if they can produce uh, a project of that magnitude that's that popular, driving that many millions of people to go sign up for a Disney Plus account, uh, and they're able to do it that much better or quicker, faster, prettier uh, with this tech or this similar tech, that's going to be, we're going to see a lot of things needing this in the next year. You you were talking and I was listening to it, but the whole time you were talking, I kept thinking, "How long until we have Baby Yoda Immortal?" Oh no! Why not? I'm so sick what? of the Baby Yoda. Just, you what? Harry, I I watched the Mandalorian, and all I you know I went on Twitter and I just had to mute Baby Yoda, and it wasn't enough. It was everywhere. It's just not. I just so done with Baby Yoda. Now we're it's now not, we know what kind just, of a person you are. Anyway. Uh, and, uh, it's just, it was just, it's just a, it's just a money, money marketing play from Disney. Put a cute baby Yoda in there. <laughs> wow. You just described all of Star Wars for the last 40 years. Who cares? Well, yes. Exactly wow. I, you know. I want to keep, look. let's, oh, I'm mad. Anyway. I, I, yeah. Don't Harry. get me started on baby Yoda. It's a whole thing. I'm so sick of it. Everyone spam so, the comments with baby Yoda, please. No, no more baby Yoda. I, I'm, I, I, I uh, anyway. 
Let's yeah. hope we never get oh. Baby Yoda in VR. What's what's next on the list? <laughs> oh, oh I'm still trying to process this, Harry. Yeah, I've you made know? you a man. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Okay. Well, hey, let's move on to the next piece of news then. Uh, it looks like uh, remote collaboration app Spatial is free for the rest of the pandemic, however long that'll be. Uh, it supports Quest, Magic Leap, HoloLens, Unreal, web smartphone tablet and i'm still checking my sources but it may also work on ti graphing calculators <laughs> hey microwave yeah uh, <laughs> it's smarter yeah. refrigerators what is this, this was Ian, the demo. did you try it yeah so this was the demo that really blew me away at uh ces right before the lockdowns happened where they had really well done co-location where you could have a person in a hololens in an office in san francisco uh, another person in a quest in a hotel in Las Vegas, and the objects you manipulate, your movements are all synced up very well. Um, I have this installed. Uh, I have it installed on my quest. I have not gone into it yet. Um, I think it's a it's interesting because we've also been writing about the Spaces app. That uh, that startup has basically an add-on for Zoom and for other video chat software, where you can log into the chat from VR. So everyone else, you see a window of the the standard grid of 2D faces, and then you are in VR with a whiteboard behind you and your avatar, and you're able to do things in VR. And it's an interesting sort of in-between. But it's not quite the same as that co-loc- that true co-location with sort of traditional 2D as an add-on for everyone else being in VR. Like, we're talking about one person being in VR with 10 other people on 2D screens versus 10 people being in VR and one person mm. sort of logging in on a 2D screen. It's a big difference. Out of interest, what was it that was really impressive about this demo? Hmm. Because to me, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I I can see it, and I can see what's useful about it. But like, please, the low latency of the so uh, there's a lot of people doing this. This this is not an original app. There's a lot of yeah, yeah exactly people attempting this. But the fact that you could get on every device, the fact that co-location was so fast, and then you could do things like uh, call into Google's poly program and just say give me a dinosaur and a 3d object of dinosaur right. would pop up after a second's delay none of it was perfect it was all it all needed uh polishing in order to get it there but it was the first time i'd sort of seen all of these things brought together in one place and one time on this much current generation hardware like it's not easy to do yeah. all of that on so many different pieces of hardware all at once yeah okay Makes sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the challenge to this sort of thing is finding a point where we all agree that the clock is right here. And so, when you have co-location and avatars from different rooms and stuff, and I'm pointing at the clock, but to you, Harry, it might look like I'm pointing at the computer or pointing at Ian. The challenge is getting some base spot that everybody agrees in so that the 
uh, accuracy. Everything matches up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's the big yeah. challenge for me on this sort of thing. You need to have some form of like uh, totem or something that's universal in every room that says this. Everybody, this is zero zero zero. So everybody look at this and say this is zero zero zero. It's good enough though for something like this. I mean, you don't need yeah. to be pinpoint accurate. How does it actually figure out where everyone, like when you join Spatial, because I haven't tried it yet, I've got it on my Quest 2, how does it actually, if, you know, let's say as an example, this was the virtual room I want to join, how does it kind of coordinate where everyone is and know? Um, I, I believe they said know. that they pick the largest wall in the room right. as sort of a zeroing point, and that right. becomes kind of the same wall to everyone. I, mm-hmm. I believe it was something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Just general and it direction. Well in your experience, what? And it worked well in your experience. It did. It did. But Quest was. I mean, what the build I tried on Quest was. And we were talking three months ago. Now I need to try the build that's actually uh, on you know my headset now uh, and see mm. if there's big improvements in that sort of co-location situation. I got to yeah. be Ian. Actually, that was when we did this demo. <laughs> so... It was very. Weird. So they can they can take a webcam and uh, make an avatar based on your webcam picture, and they did that before I came into the demo, and then they put Kyle in a Hololens with my avatar on me, and so I'm sitting there in a quest looking over at Kyle as me, and it was very upsetting. I can imagine that strange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was. It, it, I don't know who was more <laughs> upset, me or you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did. I yeah. did try the avatar thing yesterday online when I was making an account. It is a bit. Um, it's still impressive, even though I was like that looks a bit uh, a bit strange, and it can produce some strange results depending on the photo you give it. Uh, it is pretty impressive for how quick it kind of does it and whatnot. I guess Here, here's what Definitely I look improvements at. to be made. Yeah, absolutely. Here, here's what I look at. Kudos to the folks at Spatial for making this available for free mm. because yeah. this allows people to go in and play and experiment and try out this technology. While it's not perfect, it is extremely impressive, and there aren't that many mm. offerings for this type of, of service. So kudos. And I definitely recommend everybody at least check it out. If you're not a huge fan of it, that's okay. I don't, I'm not a big fan of zoom. So everybody someone actually just compared it. I think someone just compared it to zoom. I think it was D uh, 1360 said uh, spatial is like uh, zoom for VR. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. We've had a lot of people talk about uh, baby Yoda and Mandalorian. Uh, there's been a I lot bet. of stuff Thank going you. on in the comments triggered. there. So keep it going. Uh, keep it going. Look, someone, someone did Harry sing the baby Yoda. Yoda. Someone did sing the baby shark song with baby Yoda. Do 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 do. But anyway, um, moving on from the Mandalorian, um, people have said. <laughs> I mean, that it's just there's... offensive. It's offensive that you don't like <laughs> baby Yoda, and I yeah, appreciate have to ask you to all stay the on support from those out there. Hey, I'm gonna have to put you in the corner. Yeah, you put me in the corner. Um, but yeah, some people have said they've tried spatial uh, and uploaded. A lot of people are saying they've uploaded their photos. James says, I wonder what would happen if I uploaded Angelina Jolie's face. Well, James, you'd probably then be Angelina Jolie, wouldn't you? I imagine it would be some weird morphed version of Angelina Jolie. But that's, hey, a, you know that's what? a fun idea. That's a right fun back. idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you, in, see you in spatial. We're all celebrities next week. Right. Um, <laughs> 
But um, yeah, some people are comparing it to uh, Facebook uh, Spaces. I think it was someone said before, and some other kind of avatar generation things. So hey, it's good that it's free. Good on them for letting people try it out. Um, yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts, Ian? Yeah, I I think about Facebook a lot because they've they're clearly investing at a scale that lots of others can't. Um, and they've got their avatar generation stuff. And um, I know I've talked to some of their people doing their reconstruction tech where they really try to create a digital you. And yep. when you think about these future headsets, the, the, what you just talked about, about you know, wearing Angelina Jolie's face, right? You know, <laughs> she, she, she might not uh, really appreciate that, it. right? No, exactly. And yeah. So the question is, uh, do these headsets authenticate the user and mm. how ingrained in sort of the, the, the operating system is that going to be, or are we going to really have to be who we say we are when we put these headsets on and what will we be denied access from if we refuse to, to turn that feature on in future headsets? Because that is quite a big deal with um, horizon, right? They're trying to make sure that they can verify it's you and it's all tied to your real identity. And- yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you tried Horizon uh, at OC6, did you make like a an avatar or something for you that was just a generic one? I don't recall that one? being part of it. I don't I remember think you saying generic. that you did. So, yeah. Because it'd be interesting to see if, given that it's obviously going to be hugely integrated with Facebook, whether there's something similar where you... It, I mean, look, if it's integrated with Facebook, you could tick a box and it could scan every tagged photo of you to make an avatar. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure they'll work on that. I haven't, no, yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty. I hadn't thought of that till just then, but that'd be pretty, uh, pretty nuts, to be honest. If I could just uh, think of all the photos that are on me on Facebook, yeah. There's definitely an uncanny valley thing. We were talking about this with Heaney. Uh, he mentioned it. It was a really interesting observation that a mm. lot of the avatar systems out there look like babies because they're yeah. going for simplified features. And because yeah. that, there's like a lowest common denominator where you don't want to show things wrong. So you try to simplify all the things, and what ends up happening is all the all the avatars end up looking like babies, and it it's ends true. up being pretty kind of creepy on another end of the uncanny valley. And if you try to make them too realistic and have too many expressions, uh, if you don't have the facial detection software in there to kind of really show what your real emotions are, then you're doing the guessing, which is what we're doing here in our system. Sorry, I, guess- I got... I got- I got booted out there for a moment. Yeah, uh, Angelina yeah. Jolie's lawyers <laughs> came in and yeah, knocked, knocked me off. the door. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I've had some other people. I think it was uh, one of the Jameses before said Horizons needs to come out as ASAP, given this stuff. And then another James, James out loud said Horizons need to be Horizon need to be out months ago, or at least let Quest friends visit in our homes. Yeah, it really feels like that's a missing link from Quest at the moment, right? Like. There's, this is the this is the thing is that I was thinking about um, you know like if I my dad got a, a quest or something there's no Facebook provided way on this system that they're selling you know like hotcakes to kind of just meet up with my dad and chill in VR it seems like a huge kind of oh and it has like, to come from Facebook absolutely that's going to be the superior platform for us to all get on to talk to each other right right Ian you you agree with that right well I'm not saying that you know. It has to be Facebook, but it's surprising that it doesn't exist. You would think that Facebook would have done their own version. Alt, alt space, VR chat. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I know. Room. There's plenty of ways to do it. Yeah. 
I'm just saying it's surprising that there's nothing so far that, you know, shows that gap from their end. What will Facebook be able to provide that those already existing and established platforms don't? Well, I think that's, we just went to the heart of it, right? Facebook argues that you need to use your real identity and these other platforms do not. And there's kind Mm -hmm. of like an interesting, um, how, how would I, you know, if, if you can ban a person and connect it to their real identity, you can maybe keep them from coming back and doing it again under a different pseudonym. So whatever yeah. awful thing that they've done to the other people around them, if you attach it to a real identity and, you know, require them to log in with their driver's license again, uh, you can kind of stop them. And so there's kind of like a a difficult a situation there with VR chat and rec room yeah. where they could actually benefit a little bit from this abuse protection, whereas there's still kind of the wish for anonymity right and but the yeah. problem is what do people do with that an- anonymity right it's what is it illegal activities yeah. things they don't want their name attached to trolling and that's kind of like the the ultimate frustration here is it's like james kind of like push is, and pull both james's have just said uh i think in response to me saying or you saying what does what could facebook offer a deep platform integration which was kind of what i was going to say too you know you're looking at you're not having you're not having another app because I do think, and I know you you'll probably disagree with me on this, but the fact that you know I've got like 15 different avatar systems for each app, like when I go into big screen, I have to make a different avatar and everything. The if like if you can have one unified, uh, you know, experience it would be interesting too. If like for example they bring out Horizon, you make your Horizon avatar, and then a bit like Oculus avatars, that becomes something that's available for. Uh, other apps to take advantage of and you can just kind of hop in without having to set up anything and all of a sudden you know the the horizon avatars which are more advanced you know by the looks of things than oculus avatars become the new standard i I think it comes down to intention what are you expecting to do on this platform and so do you want to be kermit the frog or uh, you know, uh, Ugandan knuckles, or do you want to be yourself? It just depends on what you're using the no, platform that, for. The question I, I, I brought it up, I think on probably one of our earliest podcasts, but there was a question asked at Oculus connect by a transgendered person wanting to know whether they could artificially change their voice using Facebook's social networking services in VR to make it sound more, like the voice that they would like to have they would that, that they would like to present themselves mm. with a certain gender as their voice uh or more sounding like that gender typically sounds and they didn't have a good answer facebook did not have a good answer and the person to answer that question is now no longer at facebook and it's kind of like this there's there's a constant turnaround in the people who are running these projects sometimes mm. some of these tech giants and i don't know if the if marginalized groups will get sort of both protection and expression, right? There's there's that's two a, things there yeah, that, that's a very good that point. need to be supported by the platforms. And I think Facebook is wants that, to I, do that, both of those. That's interesting because that is the flip side of having to kind of, that bring, that's true. I had not thought of that, to be honest, but bringing in, you know, having to verify yourself in some way to your real identity brings in a whole host of, you know, other things to consider if someone if that doesn't match how someone actually you know feels yeah See, this, I mean, this, this takes us down the deep rabbit hole because what 
is the true essence of your identity and shouldn't vr give you the ability to uh to, exude yeah, be... that and display that what you truly are and how you feel vr should yeah. give us that ability yeah so if i want to be kermit the frog then i yeah. should be able to be kermit the frog correct but then again, uh, you don't want Kermit the Frogs who are being mean and nasty, and you can't track the Kermit the Frog because Kermit uh, the Frog keeps coming back. I it's don't a, it's interesting problem. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's interesting debacle that you know we're gonna. I think we're gonna see kind of come up more and more. Yeah. Well, let's wait, move on. Oh, wait, wait. I just want to bring up the one thing that is these when they put these policies in place, it actually encourages a lot of abuse, right? Like the the unintended effect is uh, people setting up fake accounts in order to try to route through the system and then it's then it actually mm. makes a, an environment where a person violating the system or putting in a fake account could do more damage because you're assuming that everyone around you is a real identity and is real like it could actually make the impact a lot yeah. worse it's there's the problems compound basically okay sorry just <laughs> want right. to say that let's this uh this is going to be uh a little bit of a lesson for everybody uh, a little <laughs> bit of a a science it's science with upload uh tim sweeney tim sweeney yes. uh says a ps5 storage system absolutely world-class better than a high-end pc uh we have a chart up here uh we're talking about bandwidth seek time load time of these different hard drives and i'm sure that uh ian do you want to the Rise problem is this is the first time this. I've seen this chart, so I'm going to be doing this math for the first time. Is this is this a Heaney chart? <laughs> yeah, it's it. I think no, no he's he, not, but he's put he it. He got there. it from somewhere. Oh, he put it up there, yeah. But I like I like this the instantaneous thing. That's pretty. That's pretty. Load massive. time two gigabytes in zero point two seven seconds. Think about that. That's that's crazy. I want to these... think about that with VR, man. So. Wasn't there a discussion about the different types of hard drives and which one is superior versus current stuff? Well, yeah, you have, I mean, as far as hard drives go, you have standard, you know, traditional hard drives, which have moving parts, uh, which is what most things had up until, yeah, up until kind of recently. Then you've got SSDs, of course, which are the faster solid state drives, which don't have moving parts. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if you've made a computer or whatever recently, you can, you know, how to kind of insert a solid state drive. But then you also have this new kind of solid state drive, which is uh, NV- NVMe, and you can plug it. It kind of like, it's like a little slot. Uh, it almost looks like a, I don't know, like a strip of bubble gum or something. I don't know. And you kind of, it's very small, but, and mm-hmm. it kind of slips into the motherboard directly. Uh, it's right. got a bit of a different installation process. And looks that's like what Ram you load sideways. Yeah. I finally, yeah, I finally exactly, processed this exactly. chart a little bit. Think about that. Two yeah. gigabytes in a, in a fraction of a second. That is quite crazy. An, a dramatic difference, right? If you can crazy. load crazy so much data like that, I I wonder. There's a lot of talk about Stadia and streaming the content over the internet. Whether you know our bandwidths are going to really match that. I mean, are we going to be moving to uh, ultra high capacity discs, or does this all need to be streamed? I don't yeah, know. there's a lot of. I mean, as 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 more people get, you know, 4K TVs now, they're becoming more of a standard. You know, more games are going to support 4K next generation. Things are only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But, I mean, as they've kind of said, if ignoring VR for a minute, as they've said, load times they keep claiming on the PS5 are kind of a thing of the past. 
I mean, I believe ages ago, long before they kind of talked about any of the stuff they've been talking about recently, when the uh, hard drive discussion first came out, they were talking about Spider-Man, the PS4 Spider-Man, which you can play on PS5. And they said fast traveling in that, you know, which took a significant chunk of time on the PS4 is basically now non-existent. You just kind of, it plays the, tr- the animation of him in the subway and you're out again and that's it. So, and then if you think about what this could hold for, you know, PSVR, PSVR 2, those load times, baby, looking good. Yeah. I'm and right. massive open world games. Yep. That's a, you know, think about that with VR 2. It's so amazing when, these... when you see some of those yeah. things done in Minecraft, right? Like there's people that have spent a better part of a decade building out one giant world in Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, it makes you wonder whether they could really uh, either up the size of that world tenfold with this type of tech or increase the detail of those types of worlds tenfold. Well, that, that, that's what I was going to ask. So we've got all these different things. I mean, love, load time's obvious. Seek time mm-hmm. seems free. It's the bandwidth. So what does more bandwidth give you in terms of a gaming experience so if somebody's watching this and has no idea what bandwidth means how would you explain bandwidth to somebody it always takes more time to work out those analogies and really describe it i'm sure our commenters <laughs> then, will yeah come up with a really I mean, clear analogy but it's i mean it's how big the pipe is and how much you can get through it so i mean yeah yeah if you've only got a you want to feed 10 people uh with water you're gonna have to spend you know much longer if your pipe is very small filling up those cups and that's the same for when you when you're loading virtual worlds right if you want to load a massive massive giant virtual world with mild landscape you can do it that much quicker yeah, Reckoner asked if this is a proprietary new type of technology in the PS5. It's not proprietary, it's the type of hard drive um, you can kind of, you can buy this type of hard drive and put it into a, uh, you know, new motherboard. But the PS5 one is particularly fast, faster than most of what you're seeing. In kind their of implementation might be proprietary, wouldn't it? Like, they, they could That's be doing it. some magic stuff. And when true. you're buying into that like, console, no. yeah. you're adhering to their specifications. Exactly. For... So they can, they can, well, yeah, they can set up however they want, right? You're not plugging everything in like a computer. But the type of hard drive itself is not some new hard drive Sony had invented. It's just a really, really, really good Oh, one. and they don't have to have any type of specific interface. Like, they don't have to use something. I don't know. Maybe they do use the traditional interface like they have on a motherboard a pc i mean will you be able to upgrade this hard drive down the road and if so i mean it seems to me like Probably hard drives not. nowadays could be just chips soldered on uh i can't, but I would imagine I can't see them replaceable maybe ah, he okay, can so correct me on this but so you can expand but not replace okay good there was a limit on how many times you can sort of flip the rewrite an ssd more or less i mean uh-huh. I have never, yeah. and, and if you're in the comments, tell us. I have never heard of anybody saying, oh, I had to replace my hard drive in my computer today. Yes. I ran out of rewrites. I used the last one. Now it's dead. I mean, I've never you gotta really heard push that it. once. Yeah, huh. it's technically yes, but I mean, the amount of stuff you have like to five to ten years it. or something. Yeah. I wonder how I mean, many people be... have used up their 10,000 hours on their TV while you know, Netflix and yeah, chilling it's one during of those the things. pandemic. Yeah, yeah. 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 Who knows? Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. anything. Had a couple more of people mention. Yeah, go ahead. There's been a few few comments come through. A couple of people have mentioned um, 
Xbox Series X, how there's no VR support for that, of course. Um, James said Xbox Series X storage solutions sound like a headache. Um, Gerald also before agreed with your water pipe analogy, saying the more bigger the pipe, the more you can push through. The smaller the pipe, the less water you can push through. I think that the pipe analogy is probably the easiest way to to go. That makes sense. So yeah, it's a bigger it's a bigger hard drive pipe. You can push more data through quicker. The internet is a series of tubes. <laughs> yes. Do you, are you old enough Correct. to know that joke? Baby Yoda told me that joke. Baby Yoda told you that joke. Baby Yoda. Really, because Baby Yoda's like tiny, so you know, he's like young. Okay. Series of tubes. Uh, okay, so I think that's the news for this week. Let's move on to release of the week. So this is Ooh. where we talk about new fun stuff that we played that may have just come out, or maybe we just discovered it recently. Harry, why don't you kick us off? What have you played this week? What have I played this week? Um, so I've been playing Tetris Effect uh, on this bad boy, the quest. I haven't played too much of it. I played a little bit of it the other day. I played, I think, about an hour, a couple of the, the levels of the journey mode. Lots of fun. Um, I think people will not like my opinions on Tetris Effect, so I'll keep them. I enjoyed it. I just don't kind of... It's good. That's, that's where I'll... I'll Are you bad I mean, at it, Harry? Is that what this is? You don't like No, it's like I like... I, no, 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 no. I'm actually pretty decent at Tetris, actually. It's not that. It's not that. But it's not It's not like, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I didn't see. I, I, not, I don't know what I expected, to be honest. Ian, you talk about it. You love it. So you, yeah. you go well, ahead. I mean, I, I got into Tetris 99 a lot more, to be honest, on Switch than I did Tetris Effect. I, I'm a big fan mm. of sort of the, the marathon mode and uh, trying to get as many lines as I humanly can when, the, when it ramps up the speed to the the highest possible sort of level and tetris effect isn't that kind of game it's sort of the opposite end where it's just 45 or whatever it is number of lines per level and the serene sort of vibe you get into and uh like i said in my review it is an absolute joy to go outside and sort of sit in a shady place with the breeze running against your arms and just chill out and play some tetris um yeah like i said i I kind of miss the the Tetris 99 angle of things and trying to beat other people. It's it, I loved when these games both came out. Like, did they really expect that? It's kind of odd for Sony to fund a, you know, a, a, such a chill version of Tetris, and then my uh, Nintendo to fund like this hyper competitive version of Tetris that's battle royale, and which is I don't know, yeah, a, almost you would expect the reverse from them, wouldn't you? Like. Yep. Nintendo was so usually not competitive, kind of minded. But yeah, I mean, I love it's it's a great, uh, it's a great relaxing experience. And you can once you you can actually go into the environment, sort of like a a Zen thing, where you just you don't have the the Tetris area in front of you. You could just sort of uh, chill in the environment if you wanted afterwards. So I've I'm played sure. this on the PSVR um, mm. about an hour in. I take the headset off and I'm just like, cause you get that Tetris effects. Like you, get you, know, really you into see it. Yeah. you do. And then I, when you play it in, but have you tried it in VR? It's crazy. It, it, you yeah. walk around and you're just like, what am I doing? Whoa. It, it takes a while yeah. to get out of it. And that, to me, that makes it uh, that much better of a Tetris game. I, I'm a huge fan of Tetris. I will say, minus minor thing that really frustrated me at first was the touch controllers don't feel 
in any way optimized for Tetris. Um, I had to fiddle, fiddle around with the controls, especially because the default controls on the left stick is push up is to kind of hard drop, and it means you can accidentally really easily hard drop because you're not using a D-pad if you're trying to move things. I had to change the hard drop to triggers and whatnot. That was one thing that I was like, ugh, I want a D-pad. <laughs> Just get but, better at Tetris. Um, it was fine. Yeah. I know, but we it, hear you, Harry. I, you have a hard time I think it's, it's okay. No, it's fine. I think it's a pretty common opinion okay. that you like a D-pad for Tetris. I don't feel like that's even like just me. I feel like most people people like D-pads. It does work with a gamepad, though. Uh, people, you can't oh, connect okay, a cool. gamepad to a to Quest. On Quest, you can connect it. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I've, I I didn't test it. I did see it in the I'll options, it, but I haven't tested it. Yeah, interesting. That'd be cool. Cool. Look what have cool. I played this week? I uh, I actually, after watching Ian uh, show some stuff off, uh, I, I decided to put side quest on my quest and go in and dig around through that for a while and see what I could find. Uh, found the, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on the name right now, but the, the hand tracking thing. Uh, on oh, physics, lab. physics lab? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that was, that's another one I've been playing. That's fun. That was, that was pretty cool. I was pretty happy. I, I have noticed that darker rooms uh, make the hand tracking challenging. And so yeah. I've been uh, just throwing lights all over the place just to make sure that it works well. Yeah, it's pretty this, good. This this calms me down just looking at it. Oh, it's beautiful. And now it's gone. There's particles. the hand physics lab. There's... No, yeah, that's the other thing. I did. I forgot yeah. about it until you mentioned it, but I was playing the hand physics lab as well. Uh, there's a video on that that I recorded it's on our YouTube channel. It's lots of fun. It's. I think what's interesting is that, to me, it, the hand physics lab kind of shows uh, the best and worst side of, of hand tracking kind of on the quest. And I don't mean worst side in like a really negative way, but it does, it makes you kind of aware of the, what I really appreciate is that it tells you, you know, make sure you're in a well-lit room, uh, you know, hold your hands in kind of view as much as possible. It kind of makes you aware of the, it's very clear on the kind of downsides and what you need to be doing to get the best results. And I had a lot of fun with it, but I feel like it also showed me kind of, I feel like it's a perfect indicator of where hand tracking is at and how much you can kind of get away with, with it at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. I got to say, I played Doom this week. Yeah. Oh, holy yeah, moly. That is, is incredible. On the quest. Yeah. Uh, so I, like you I am a, it. I'm a, I, I've got the, I've got the, you know, I get very queasy from smooth locomotion and I went in there for, Several so there's some kind of a recording bug uh with those ports to Quest where you can't really get the audio uh recording well mm. with some of those ports. And so I, I put an iPad in a bag and wore an iPad with a headphone jack coming out of my headset going into the iPad to record the audio of Doom because we, we put out this video, uh David went out there and tried everything he could throw at this engine. It's an engine from uh, Dr. Beef, I think, uh, is the yeah, name. Beef. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Uh, that it goes by. And then there's also a launcher app that sort of lets you download various mods and modes and assets to apply to these things. But David went and got all these original games, uh, Heretic and uh, his original Doom. So And he filmed it and he he did his best trying to i think cast it there are people in the comments saying you know is this does it look that way in vr so I, I went back in and got the absolute best possible recording i could you know doing this manual 
audio recording system using the original Doom. So I just went onto Steam, bought $5 Doom, dragged it onto SideQuest, and boom, this launcher took care of it. And it's just magic to be able to kind of do that. It's, it's amazing it's worth, to me. It's worth noting for those who maybe don't know, um, haven't read about this kind of Doom on Quest thing, one, it does have to be sideloaded. It's not like going to the Quest store. But two, although, as you said, you can go and buy Doom or if you own Doom games, you can copy the files onto your Quest to use those. But you don't need to. You can just kind of run it out of the box with open source. There's open source versions of Doom with kind of open source assets and stuff that people have made online. That, that, that's been a whole thing before this uh, Quest version was a uh, came into fruition. But yeah, so, so you, can, you can chuck your files in. You can use it as is. It's great. Did yeah. it record your Did it record your microphone? Okay. I did not. No. Uh, I, I, was, I think it's really hard. I don't know if there's a. I've never found a way to record unless I'm using uh, Link or something. I, recording the Quest microphones, kind of. Yeah, I'm having a lot of challenge with that. Uh, but yeah, I, I just see this picture and I just hear it. It's like, in it, in it, in it, in it, in it, in it, Yeah. Hey, can you do like other WAD files, like 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 the Barney Doom and stuff like that? I think so. It's a. It cool. seemed like it was a robust engine, but like, honestly, I've this. I'm totally new to sort of the Doom modding scene, ah. but this launcher, it, it seems robust. And like I said, if you got, if you look at David's video out there, he threw uh, several different files at it, and it it, it sort and of. The, loaded the good them thing about up. the launcher is you can quickly kind of combo things together, right? You can go. Like this version of Doom with this stuff enabled, and and you can the launcher lets you quickly change things. Uh, yeah. But it is so it is so cool to be like it's so uh, you feel that the walls are very flat, right? I mean it's it's obviously they're all everything is sort of cardboardish, but it's there's something about it that just seems um it's amazing to kind of visit that place we've seen on a 2D screen for so many years and you really do feel like you're there. It does a really amazing job. And then you're holding double-handing a shotgun where you can kind of really aim around corners at because at, the weapons know, demons being, coming around this way. It's like they're like VR versions of weapons, right? There's a kind of VR weapon pack that you can Yep. I'm pretty There's sure that's what they do enable. Yeah. So are you able to do like is there a keyboard or something? Can you put in I mean, you know, IDKFA, IDDQD, IDSPISPOPD, put the codes in? Uh there what was, was no kind of a log. Like I don't that. know about codes. I didn't, I didn't think there was a there was like a terminal sort of where you can manually type things in somehow um, for, a, for like a configuration <laughs> system. Like that was before you loaded it up. Um, yeah, I don't know much about Doom, but I'm pretty sure from what I read and what I wrote about it, they tried really hard to make it uh, compatible with all of the Doom modding stuff that you know and love from, you know, that exists. I'm going to have to do that today. I have to. Yeah. It just sounds so like pro- so much fun. They're polishing it up, and it should hit side quests soonish. Uh, but I think they want to really yeah. make it work really reliably before they get it out there. There's also there was teleport in the menus, but I I never got teleport. I have yet to, to do teleport, and teleport is kind of important to me um, because of my stomach. But uh, it's it's definitely there in the menus. Um, so that should be good cool. for a lot of people. Sweet. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Any other new releases for this week that we want to talk about? Um, I think that was pretty much everything that I played. Anything else, okay. Ian? Uh, Phantom is is Phantom out? Uh, don't think so yet. No, pretty sure no. I saw, but um, no. Huh? <laughs> those are, those are the big things I played. Yeah. 
Those I wish we had ones. Jamie Those here. Ones. Here's Jamie. Yeah. Poor Jamie. Jamie couldn't join today. wasn't feeling well. But hopefully next week. Anyway. He'll be okay. What's our, what's hey, our last topic? Let's go to the hot topic. Hot dun, topic. Dun, dun. Not to be confused with the retail establishment. It's the hot topic. <laughs> the hot topic, correct. No, we're, not, we're not buying correct. like goth stuff. Uh, <laughs> should all VR headsets be wireless right now? I mean, we've got a lot of discussion about Link, and we've got a lot of discussion about PSVR 2 and Rift S or Rift, whatever they're going to call the next version. But why isn't it all wireless? And uh, I personally think because we know that carmack has said things about like oh you know a dongle and put you on the land and all that stuff I, I don't know ian why aren't we all wireless yet yeah they, it's kind of a pain to open up your pc you know we i took some grief in this you know last one last time i mentioned this because the pc audience is clearly very much familiar with opening up your pc and adding on components in there but you're just reducing how many people you can really get into vr by doing that and so there's no great wireless thing that you can just plug and play and so so are it's, we it's, see this is interesting yeah. are we saying all vr should be wireless without a computer or all vr should be wireless i mean i guess we're saying wireless with, ah. the, with a computer there's there's two you know quest is wireless but of course it's a mobile headset but you know the answer but is i presume yes. we're, oh <laughs> i presume yes we're also hoping that uh that well headsets like the index and the rift s do either of you have any experience with the wireless Vive uh, mm-hmm. technology? Yeah. yeah so I that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So that requires you, you stick, like Ian was saying, you stick a card in your computer, a little antenna comes out, and it has to be line of sight to be able to see you. And the further you are away, the lower the resolution because the lower the signal and the bandwidth and blah, 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 blah. Uh, what if there was just a dongle? You know, Wi Fi 6 is coming out, or maybe, you know, everybody will have little 5G dongles. I don't know. But because I, I think the, well, the 5 actually uses Y gig, which is a different. It's a form of 5G. I don't know. I've been using yeah, it for well, a well, months. One thing, one thing last night that the Heaney pointed out was that, you know, he said if they can get Link working on USB 2.0, there's no reason they can't get it working on a little, you know, wireless dongle. Right. Because um, if you think right. about the speeds and whatnot that are required. So I think that's kind of, we're talking about this wireless discussion. I think a big one that obviously would be on people's minds is wireless, wireless Link, which doesn't seem unreasonable to presume would be uh, definitely in the works and hopefully coming soon. Um, well, that's the yeah. beauty of dongles too, other than just being fun to say <laughs> a dongle doesn't <laughs> require you to open anything. You just jam it into a USB slot and off you go to the races. It's beautiful. I don't know. I- yeah. Ian, do, do, do you, are, are you under the mindset that you uh, are okay with lower quality resolution for the ability to have wireless link yes uh yeah i think that's a pretty i mean so like i i put this in my review for tetris effect but like i played tetris effect through the first time flat screen ps4 right i didn't i didn't want the screen door effect for my tetris effect experience first time then it came to pc and i had a valve index there and I'm thinking, okay, I could sit on my couch and I could chill out for an hour and a half playing through the journey in in a pretty in a very nice display. 
But what is the likelihood of family members going, you know, I've got a three-year-old running around at the time. What's the likelihood that kid is going to run across the middle of my living room during the hour and a half that I'm in Tesfect just chilling on the couch with this cord sort of running right across the middle of my room where it's the highest traffic area. And like, those are concerns that just go away when you take away the wire. You, you, and mm. yes, the screen door effect is uh, one thing, but PS4 also has that wire that's always there. And getting rid of that wire, like, this is the Doom thing, where yeah. I, I did not get sick over my 20, 30, 40 minutes. I kept coming out every 10 minutes and doing Doom. But because I was physically moving my body in circles, instead of snap turning and instead of using a smooth turning system, but like because I was physically moving my body in those in a circular fashion through all of those environments and constantly yeah, remembering, okay, it. there's one bad guy over here. There's one bad guy over here and I'm physically going boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and I never have to think I'm going to get tangled. I'm going to, yeah. to you know, trip. It makes a huge difference for comfort for me to be able to do that. And it really matters in a game like, like Doom. It was amazing. Mm. Just really quickly on the Doom thing, uh, there's been a couple of people asking what the mod is called. Uh, so it's not out yet. It's called, as I think Paris Decade has pointed out, it's called Quest Z Doom or Z Doom for you Americans. Um, but it's not out yet. It's on, it'll be on SideQuest when it is, though. So uh, keep an eye out for that. But yes... Do, do- do you guys just just as a side note? Do you yeah. guys call him JZ? No. Instead of JZ, I'm just no, I'm just it's, curious. It's still, it's still JZ because that's his name, but the letter ah, is Z. Got it. Okay. Yes, okay. that's I think that's the reason. But um, no, and someone else pointed out. Uh, I think they said I can't remember, I, the comment's gone now, but someone pointed out as a quest 1.5. If we go back to that, you know, higher tier quest discussion we kind of talked about last week. Now. The, the the thing is is now USB 3.0 cord in the thing for Link is not really given given that every quest can support Link now, right? You got to wonder if the kind of if there's another tier of quest whether that's including wireless dongle for wireless Link. So I feel like that could be a that could be a uh, you know, obviously I think they'll sell it separately, but there's potential now given that you already have Link as a standard feature potential that you know a higher hmm. a higher tier quest includes the wireless capability i the feel like the thing, wireless would be separate yeah sold separately i think. i think you'd still be able to buy it separately but i do wonder if there's a uh you know an upper echelon of te- of quests that will, might include a wireless dongle the other thing i think though which we haven't touched on yet is stuff like that, uh potential which yep. i believe what they said they were working on right I think you know more just, about that than I do, Ian. They, they said they were exploring multiple wireless solutions. There's a quote out there where they're they're trying to figure out the avenues. The problem is uh, Valve Index. So Valve Index is looking, or, you know, Valve is looking into multiple wireless yeah. solutions. Um, the problem there is the index doesn't include all the hardware built in that Quest does. So Quest does an incredible amount of magic in just being able to mm. put the quest on and then do your room guardian setup. Uh, and you never have to kind of worry about uh, the cord getting pulled out and it going dark because uh, the battery is in there or, you know, 
because there's a lot of this. So there's all this processing power included in the quest itself. And they have to figure out, okay, number one, how are you going to power the index when you add wireless to it? Do you have like a, a hefty thing that you attach to the back of your head that is the battery and the transmitter? Is that that's a lot of extra weight to add to your head? And suddenly you're back. You're back yeah. in a quest. That's, it just it just gives VR power another thing that they can kickstart, right? You know, that's I was just gonna say <laughs> yeah. interesting because I hadn't thought about uh wireless link in terms of power. You know, the the good thing yeah. about link at the moment is it charges and it and it, you know, as you play, you know, it's not gonna run out mid session. And that's something that has to be considered if you're using stuff wirelessly, you're not having kind of a charger going there. Mm-hmm. Um VR power obviously is the kind of third party solutions or any kind of battery pack. Obviously, you know, VR power is good because it straps on. But that's another thing to consider too. You know, you have to find a way to kind of keep going after for those longer sessions. We've had lots of comments scrolling by, by the way. Sorry, I haven't been able to read them out, everybody. Um, they're going by very fast, but I know you're having some good discussion. I saw Gerald before mention that, you know, we're talking about the kind of next tier of quests. He was saying, you know, 20% lighter potentially better tracking, potentially wireless capability for Link and, you know, compatible with PC and standard mobile stuff. It's like it's going to be a bit of a bit of a insane beast of a headset. I mean, that's true. If you think about all the stuff that a refreshed Quest could do, it only gets yeah, better so from here. If you, if you, Heaney wrote an, an incredible editorial, I thought, uh, earlier mm. this week. And if you haven't read it yet, uh, Basically, that line was, uh, Heaney, drop it into the comments so that everyone can read it. But it, it more or less made the case for why uh, the next quest could be a replacement for both the Rift S and the Go and yeah. upgrade the quest line all in one. And it, it really made a compelling case that if you if you chop a quest down to the Go's weight and then you also improve the hand tracking so that it is a viable input system, uh, instead of having controllers, then you've got an upgrade path to theoretically get a quest that just has hand yeah. tracking in it. And uh, we're not talking about the current quest because we've polled a lot of the developers out there. And yeah, the consensus pretty much is that the hand tracking that we're seeing on quest is not good enough to ship the headset without the controllers to sort of fill that gap. Because the two, we under, we, we always go on about it, but the $200 price point is clearly very compelling. There's a lot of people who are able to get into VR because it's as low priced as $200. The issue is you can't just kill the go overnight uh, yeah. unless you've got a viable replacement. You lose access to that market of people and, and you don't really have an onboard. So there's yeah. this compelling, this very compelling argument that I think it really if you is... improve the hand tracking by sampling the environment at a double the rate, higher rate, uh, yeah, and uh, maybe even have an emitter on there on the headset that could illuminate the hands in darkness, in darker, yeah, all, all those it, things it, ooh, paint, paint a really that's cool a picture. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, you could have a little, a little kind of thing that could, yeah. I mean, I just think it makes a lot of sense when you think it, when you think about it the way that Heaney's put it in the editorial and the way you just put it. As you said, it, it kind of makes this like very cohesive line in that not only do you have everything kind of different versions of the quest, but you've got, you know, quests without controllers and someone who gets that, unlike a Go, can then grab controllers to, um, you know, upgrade the, the quest ability. 
So to the more or less the gist of it is take the weight of Go, take the frame rate of a Rift S or an original Rift, and put it in a Quest that's now 20% lighter. Maybe it has a strap that's similar to here that lets them lower the price on it even further. Uh, take the cameras up so they're sampling the environment at a higher rate and can see the hand movements. Maybe put an emitter on there so that you can see the hands in darkness. And suddenly in 2021, uh, you know, I think, like we've what always a, said, Facebook has been pretty aggressive about this, but that could be a future. That could be an all-in-one that really could be incredible because you could buy, I don't know what, I don't want to want to overpromise, but let's say they got it to 200 or 250 for the thing without the controllers. And then you mm. go get these high controllers that are tracked much better than these current controllers for another $200. So let's say $200 for Quest hand tracking, $200 for VR gaming, $50 or $100 dongle to wirelessly connect to your PC, get a VR power for the back of your head if you want, uh, yeah. a much longer battery life. It's, you know, you're starting to see a real future there for they vr yeah it acts as a much larger market i have one really important huge question ian and i i, I expect a solid answer from you <laughs> what color should it be oh those colors <laughs> that they showed at the dead and buried demo i oh, know i want those the purple and the, the orange the, oh i loved that are we saying what are we amazing. saying the color of the headset the color of the headset is so important like the fabric on the sides and the front cover really? to be black. This is I'm not gonna. Okay, yeah, I guess. I never considered. I never. I never considered that you would color the headsets in the same way you'd kind of color an iPhone. But I guess, hey, it makes sense. You'd, you'd buy iPhone colors, so yeah. That's yeah. Wow, interesting. Let's <coughs> see. We lose Kyle. Huh? Uh, I think. Uh, whoop. Oh, I'm, like, oh. uh, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm watching him in front of me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know what's happening with Kyle, My but um, I'm, I'll continue. So, oh, hey. that's, am I here? <laughs> you're kind of here. Oh, I'm going to back. I'm going to. Oh, God. Okay, well, look, that's pretty much, I think, everything we had for today, guys. <laughs> While Kyle kind of goes all over the place next to me here. Um, thank you for joining for everyone in the comments. Sorry I didn't get to read out some of your comments uh, towards the end. They were going by incredibly fast. You guys are having some good discussions in there. So thank you for joining. Um, if you haven't, we've got some ex- haven't checked out UpOVR.com. There's some exciting stuff coming up this week. Some great stuff we've put out uh, in the last few days. And, of course, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Um, but thank you, everyone, for joining. Um, thanks for me and see, Kyle I'm sure would say thank you as well see you in the future <laughs> we'll see you, see you in the future have a good one guys